everybody. I'm Grant. And I'm Eric. And you're listening to the Quacking Ducks Podcast, where each week we take turns picking a piece of media we like, making the other person experience it, and then we talk about it on this podcast. Grant, what did we talk about today? We talked about the adventures of Buckaroo Banzai across the eighth dimension. Jumping right in. Yeah, right in. Right up in there. This, but we're all in your face because this movie is all up in your face. So we watched The Adventures of Buckaroo Banzai Across the Eighth Dimension. Mm-hmm. This I was a, picked this movie. Yep, you had, had never not, seen this I movie. I had not seen it before. I So my familiarity with this movie was uh, fucking Ready Player One reference it in the film. I can't remember if it referenced it in the book uh, with the, like, that's the outfit he decides to wear to right. the party. Yeah. Um, and then the title, and that was it. And so it's funny, because we, we watched this with a bunch of friends this time, and our friend Donnie was like, oh man, I, I was not expecting where this was going to go. And just from the outfit in Ready Player One and the title, I was like, I actually kind of, this is exactly what I figured this movie was. <laughs> yeah. Um, a little, I, I think I wasn't quite ex- as expecting as, you know, Johnny Quest G.I. Joey of like, uh-huh. oh, there's actually like arguably an ensemble, but like, I would argue against that because they just kind of say a name and a motif for a character right. and then so, they don't really have a so character. The, I would say. This movie is set in a world where that ensemble is a thing. The movie is not about yeah. an ensemble. Like the yeah. like the the movie is in a universe where this is a group that definitely has a leader like a leading man, but yeah. like it, it, you know, it it is yeah. It, yeah it, like yeah. the difference between that like what the context of the world is versus like the actual movie is not uh, yeah i think it's it's kind of a weird thing because it, it definitely it's trying to evoke like a gi joe giant quest era kind of thing at points but then it's like because it is still a singular film it and it's not designed it's not structured <laughs> as an ensemble movie it is kind of a weird thing where it's like it's evoking these ideas of a narrative structure that it doesn't it's not actually that which mm-hmm. makes it it kind of plays into so going back a little bit i have here, here's my my kind of thoughts about the movie okay uh i i thought it was fun uh i i have like uh general kind of thoughts around there i have one spicy hot take and then okay. i have a uh, an idea for a pitch of like a game to play ba- okay. around the movie that's kind of my stru- thinking structure. So, general opinion is like, it's pretty fun. Uh, it, it is that, you know, you kind of have to think about this in the same way that you would, like, you know, our, our go-to example is like, if you watch 
aliens after having played Halo for years, but never having seen sure. aliens, it feels played out. This has a little bit of that vibe with like modern Doctor Who, where I think the you know mm, the, those doctors are really kind of emulating more the like I'm a sci-fi adventure, but I'm also real like a really cool guy, uh-huh. and I um yeah, which I I think is fine. I th- I don't I I think that type of fantasy is really can be really fun. So like I totally get the appeal of this movie i'm kind of surprised it didn't go more like i'm surprised i can't think of like a billion family guy references to this movie you know right yeah Um, it's kind of weird that it especially it's kind of weird that it's a bit of a sleeper um Mm -hmm. at least to me like i i just feel like i haven't seen other people referencing it that much i think what you're saying is not that nobody knows about it it's just that (laughs) it's kind of surprising that it's not more of like oh that famous cult hit yeah like, like, like it, even even if it is a famous cult hit that a lot of cult yeah, movies and and people a, love it's not as it's not been as popularized and, and yeah. repeated and referenced and I, as I you would expect. It, it's right? actually more like I think it. I would hazard the guess because I don't know I haven't looked but I would hazard the guess that it came out a little bit before the like. The 80s stuff that we see regurgitated all the time, like Back to the Future, Transformers, like the robot chicken family guy stuff, the the toy box of those right. IPs. So, so then you would have like, oh, well, that's so then McFarlane and Green didn't go, grow up with Buckaroo Bandai, no, so therefore very, it's kind of lost a that's little a bit. very good. I do think in general from its release and also just... Uh, like, like it is, it is kind of in the same realm a little bit as like um, uh, the Last Starfighter, mm-hmm. which came out in 1984, and this movie came out in 1984 as well. Um, where, yeah, people know about the Last Starfighter, yeah, but is it referenced as much as Back to the Future or you know like that stuff? No, and like there are different qualities of films, but like you're right in that there's a lot of stuff that happened immediately after this you know where it's back to the future they live there's some like similar stuff with they live but this did it first three like three years before or whatever like and and aliens is after this movie like so yeah there's a lot of stuff that i think you might be uh yeah it's it's kind of how you know we see that with like the buzzfeed 90s kid proliferation right now which is like only 90 90s kids remember this and then you look at the list it's all things that came out in like 97 or later right. it's, it's mid to late yeah because yeah, it's yeah. like yeah a thing that came out in 91 yeah i well, don't fucking remember that because i was one <laughs> and, it, and it kind of goes into like you know people's concept of a of a decade's identity kind of ne- like out of necessity doesn't really form until the end of the decade you know yeah. it's only like oh, okay we're kind of like stuff that is made in you know the early 90s it's not all that different from the stuff that's made in the late 80s. You know, 89 or 91, sometimes it's hard to tell with a lot of that stuff. You know, yeah. it doesn't really see, like, a big, you know, shift yeah. just so, when 1990 starts. So, yeah, yeah. so I, I thought that was just kind of interesting, like, an interesting thing. Um, uh, in terms of just, like, did I like the movie or not? I was like, yeah, I, I thought it was pretty fun. I think... I think we kind of touched on it. I think it is a much more interesting world than it is a movie. And I, I would say that it's like, 
the if you told me any medium like comic book video games animated live action that right now like i i know we kind of mentioned like uh, uh when we we're talking about it when we saw it that there are comics and games and stuff but like if you told told me someone's working on like a a modern take on this and and you attach like just a cool director or writer name i would be i'd be fucking excited right uh, exactly that, yeah but if you're like you know, six months from now, you're like, "Hey, do you want to watch Buckaroo Banzai again?" I would go, "No, thank you. I don't. Sure. I don't need to watch the movie again." Uh, yeah, I get it, it. Yeah, but like, I think that world is super interesting and is for really, really fertile ground. Because also, there's I, a couple of things. Um, this is a little bit of a segue. So, if you have a response to the thing, I yeah, was saying, I just really let's, yeah, to say, let's like, do that first. I, I think that like. Um, that a lot of the, like, fun of this movie is seeing it for the first time and not knowing a whole lot about it. Mm-hmm. Um, like, it, you know, it is... There's a lot of stuff in this movie that is just, like, ridiculous, and that's kind of the point and the the humor of it, you know? Um, but I do really enjoy it, and I do enjoy that it is so early. Like, they're, they're you know, like we said, riffing on these, like, Saturday morning cartoons and making this, like, just like, beyond all insanity, you know, character, you know, who's a, you know, surgeon, particle physicist, band leader, you know, also, like... Action hero, runs a paramilitary group from fucking Metal Gear Solid. That that includes, like, a a Boy Scouts division, and, like... like, That was my favorite thing, because I think that was a thing I genuinely wasn't expecting, but, like... You know, I've read I've read the original Avengers Origin, and I I'm probably the only person on the planet that goes like, "Where the fuck is Rick Jones in the MCU?" Right, <laughs> you know, right, exactly. so like that that aspect, I was like, "Oh shit!" Like I remember when this right, was a that's thing. The in, yeah, for yeah, sure. You gotta get awesome. your decoder ring or what? Yeah, no, it, it it totally yeah, and I and I think you know it's so impressive to me that it's so fully formed with all that stuff, including mm-hmm. like. You know, it you know, it it totally is taking the you know, uh it's taking samurai and cowboys and mixing it all together and so, so that, and that, the, that does segue into a, a tiny point that I do want to touch on. I like I am not someone who can really co- like speak to how much this is a problem or not a problem or whatever. Peter Weller's not Japanese American, right? <laughs> I don't believe so. No, I don't believe so. That that is a thing that, like, if you to- told me they're making a modern remake, I would say, like, hey, let's like if you're gonna say he's the child of two Japanese immigrants and really still in touch with like the Japanese cultural things and use that iconography. Cast a Japanese American, please. Um, sure. Yeah. I just want to yeah. mention yeah. that because it was a thing that I. I picked up on pretty quickly it's like oh but yeah i, I, think, I don't want to harp uh, on because yeah i'm I think very I, white and not quali- really qualified right. to speak to and I, and I think that but, it it uh, it also like it's one of those things where i this is i don't believe that this was as intentional but it does play into like it's it was released the same year karate kid kid you know like there was a big explosion you know if of interest you know not really in having uh 
you know, Asian American characters, but having Americans interested in, you know, their watered down version of what they understood to be, right. you know, Asian things, which, you know, it's, it's one of those things that like, I, I view it when I look at it, I view it about the same as like Jeff Goldblum wearing the cowboy outfit and them all carrying like six guns where it's like, yeah, it's part of the weird ass, you know, Saturday morning cartoon, you know, watered down, mixed together, confusing identity. Like, I, I don't see it as a, you know, like, we're white, like we don't get to make the claim no, on no, what no. is appropriation and what is I, I guess what I'm saying is. To me, like. It, 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 it to me, it fit in with the era and that's why it didn't. Like, I'm not thinking about making a new one and, and how, you know, yeah, if you're, you have this story where clearly it should be an Asian American kid and he grows up to be Peter Weller, that's obviously not, like, right. <laughs> that's not the correct representation for that character. But yeah, I, I just, um, you yeah, know. It, I, so, yeah, I didn't, I didn't, I wanted to mention it, but I didn't want to dwell on it too much because, like, yeah, I, I understand the, how the culture of the time leads that thing to happen. I'm more in the line of like, yeah, that doesn't make it a thing I'm going to just like be cool with. Cause I imagine other people would not be, uh, but I do want to actually talk about the casting a little bit more specific to the casting. Um, uh, and this goes into my, my spicy take because I believe, cause um, it's worth mentioning like this, this movie obviously has like a big, cast of familiar names, you know, from Tom Clancy, Jeff Goldblum, Christopher Lloyd, uh, John Lithgow, like a bunch of mm -hmm. na yeah. like names now. <clears throat> I yeah. think, this is my theory about this movie, I think they had their casting done on, like, one of those big boards that you do when you're, like, planning the seating for a wedding reception. Uh-huh. And they had, like, the perfect casting. And then they dropped it, and we're like shit, 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 and like had to kind of remember where everything went. Um, my evidence for this is, I think Peter Weller does fine with the character. I I'm not a big fan of any of the movies that he's really in, um, but I think he's fine. You know, it's not like they could get someone who really is good at being like weird and cares Max simultaneously like Jeff Go Goldblum. Oh wait, no, they did have Jeff Goldblum, <laughs> like that mm -hmm. cat that aspect is weird to me and then the, oh, there's you the just other, think that Jeff Goldblum should have been in that part I think he would just do that part better and I have and the what makes it funny is I have another example of that because okay. it was like oh you know John Lithgow is like playing it very <clears throat> silly and I'm like this is fine like I, I like John Lithgow and stuff and then Christopher Lloyd walks in, I'm like, wait, you mean you had the guy who I have seen be able to simultaneously do cartoony and terrifying? Like, for you know, so, Roger Rabbit? I'm like, sure. this is two, like, just missed opportunities in the casting. And I'm sure the timeline of when this movie made, came out meant probably there wasn't the evidence to support those things. Right. Like, maybe Jeff Goldblum hadn't so, done the work that makes me think uh, well, he'd be I have better a, and I stuff. I have a couple of things about that. So, okay. So I will say, um, first off for the, uh, for Christopher Lloyd one, uh, I think that 
the problem there, like, I think that it's clear in both of those cases that those are great actors and that they could probably handle stuff. But I will say, you know, Christopher Lloyd uh, hadn't done Back to the Future. He hadn't right. done like, Roger Rabbit. Like, yeah. so, you know, I, you know, it's not the, at least the ones that you're, you know, clearly referencing and talking about. And done that stuff. Right. Um, like, I, I acknowledge <clears throat> that the timeline m- means but, that the evidence, like, the evidence that I have that says rearranging that casting would be better didn't exist yet. Sure. But it's still me say, watching it in 2020 makes me go, like, fuck, I really think I will, Christopher Lloyd would have knocked this role out better. Uh, well, that's where I also just disagree. I think John Lithgow does an incredible job, and I specifically like a lot of the weird ass choices that he makes and i i don't think i would want oh see like, i i find someone that, else that is other than him very think, surprising to me i think only like if i was to recast that part i wouldn't go christopher lloyd i'd pro- I mean, maybe but i i'd probably go to like christopher walken or something like something equally that he could be play up the scary a little bit more I, like i i don't know i i, I don't but in general, I think John Lithgow did I, I an incredible job. I fucking per- love his performance in that movie. I hate it, honestly. I that's right. I guess it's, it's a very it's, it's a very specific performance. Yeah, like you could either like it or really not. Well, and I totally it's like get this that. tonal thing that it's like I think this movie kind of exists between two tonal spaces. That one I am far more interested than the other. Of like, there's there's the version of this movie where. This is a bad adaptation of a comic book or cartoon that doesn't actually exist. You know, like you in, in like a Blair Witchy way, you watch this movie, but you also watch this documentary about the comic book that is Buckaroo Banzai that that we pretend exists but doesn't actually exist or something. Mm-hmm. And in that version, John Lithgow's performance makes total sense because it's a very hammy, silly, grating, yeah. annoying depiction <laughs> of a comic book villain that's like yeah, if that's what you're going for, that's what you're going for. I would prefer because the co- I know the cartoon and the comic or, or whatever we're pretending this is an adaptation of doesn't actually exist. I would rather just this be straight up a good movie where the villain is able to be menacing in a completely fucking absurd world in the way that like I, I that um Christopher Lloyd and Roger Rabbit is like the epitome of that. That sure, that time. would have been a that's that's a valid like way to go. I just I I preferred the choices made here. And I, I feel like that comes down to straight up subjective like Right. Those are just a, two ways to go. Like right. you I know, think right now the movie exists between those two tones, so there's not an objective like, oh, they should do this to match the like to meet yeah. that tone, or they should right. do this. It's like it kinda exists in both, so it becomes a very like Depending on what they were going for, and I would, I obviously right. didn't talk to them, so I don't know what they were speci- if they were going, if they wanted one or the other of those. And and ideas. also for Jeff Goldblum, I will say, especially at him at this age, mm-hmm. I, I think Peter Weller makes more sense as this, like. Front man, like yeah, he's a little like the the role calls for like a little bit weird, and obviously Jeff Goldblum's amazing at that. But I do think that there's some like he needs he still needs to be 
like the alpha in these group this group of guys, and I don't see Jeff Goldblum doing that. I don't think that he would be interested in being Ju- that character. Jurassic, I guess. Like, <laughs> like I even I, I'd say even in Jurassic Park and Independence Day, in both of those movies, which are the biggest like mm-hmm. leading man roles that I would say he has, he's still not the leading man, and he's, there's still someone who's more alpha that, that than is, him. You know what I mean? I, well, I guess I wouldn't think of in Jurassic Park. I don't. Th- I think that's the direction the plot goes. I don't think the direct the characterization really supports that. Like, really, at least in terms of being like confident and outspoken. Yeah. He ha- he has the Tony Stark, I'm the smartest man in the room kind of vibe. The right. only difference is with Jurassic Park, they just happen to choose Captain America is the le- is the leading man in- over Tony Stark in like a Civil War way. Yeah, yeah. But we know uh, you can make that, you can make the Jeff Blo- Goldblum character of Jurassic Park a main character. I think I think that would work fine. Right. Um, which is kind of the, the version I pictured. And I do, I, I think you're right though, the like... I I am the leader. I'm um what's the name of the blonde Aryan G.I. Joe that's like his personality is I am the leader? Uh, <laughs> you know, looks very Captain America y. Or Duke or something? I think it's probably Duke. But um yeah, there is an element of that character in this movie <clears throat> that maybe wouldn't yeah. fit. I guess Duke. part of my thinking is like yeah. I also don't like that. I, I really wish if if you're gonna get these cool actors which i again like the timeline means that they didn't get great actors they got people who happened to become <laughs> great actors later right, right. um use them because like also christopher lloyd's wearing a rubber mask for like 90 percent of the movie that sure. he's in and he's playing second fi- second fiddle to the um one of the like assassins from the james bond movies with um some you know the not the new ones, but the second to newest era. I watched a YouTube video that had that actor wow, in it, so okay. that's why he stood up. <laughs> uh, yeah, Sorry, uh, I know that's super rambling, but that's kind of my point. Is like I could say Christopher Lloyd's name, and he's playing third fiddle behind John Lithgow and some uh, other guy that I, I can't with that. name. He's playing. He's playing. He's the second in command until the very end, he, where he gets upset he and then he second gets command. Out. But there, there's a lot. Like, you know, I didn't have a notebook out, but I, I would say it's at least on the line. Um, so, so Christopher Lloyd plays John Big, Big Booty. Um, yeah. John Big O'Connor Booty. arguably actually has more screen time, I think. Maybe. Yeah. Right. It, it, it's not objective, it's but close. it's like the fact that that's not a definitive, like, oh, obviously we're going to give Christopher Lloyd more screen time. He's great. Which, again... Yes, the evidence might not have been there, but sure. that's me as someone in 2020 being like, oh shit, Christopher Lloyd. Oh, he's going to wear a rubber mask and not do anything. Like, sure. ma- makes the experience weirder, um, even though the mm. decision making probably totally made sense at the time. Yeah. Um, but I kind of mentioned this was how I was feeling. I wanted to propose to you the idea of talking through. If Buckaroo Banzai was going to come back in 2020 wow. in some capacity, like, what would you want to see? Like, what? I see. You know, like, uh-huh. I don't think I want a direct sequel to this, personally. Okay. I think more fun can be done with something different. Um, I have not really, like, thought this out. I thought of the question, I have not thought of my answer. Gotcha. Uh, so, okay. 
we can talk through different things. Like I'm not, I'm open to the possibility of being convinced that film serial is still the way to go. Um, but that's not where my gut is pointing. I'm feeling like animated okay. might be cool. Here's the problem with it. I think. Okay. One thing that I'm trying to to wrestle with and how to how to do all this is mm-hmm. that this movie it does something that becomes like a very common thing. Like it is satire of a certain you know mm-hmm. set of genre, right? Like and like it's basically like you know take the stuff that uh that 13 year old boys like in that era and make kind of fun of it all a little bit but still have fun and Mm -hmm. and stuff and like that idea that kind of satirized like tongue-in-cheek looking at a genre and, and whatever like that's that's done a lot now it wasn't at the time but it's done a lot now so just bringing it back to do that, even if you changed it from satirizing the 80s, or like the early 80s, you know, late 70s, and changed it to a modern context so of, I, I, of, I should of like, say, oh, we, instead of, you know, instead of mentioning that he has comic books, let's mention that he has, like, an MCU, and it's like, yeah, but... I don't, that's still yeah, not that I guess, inventive. So let, like, you know, so like, let me kind of change the, the goalpost a little bit, because I would say... I I don't think I agree with you if that was the direction you were gonna go. I don't think the satirization at elements are honestly that prevalent enough to be like integral to the DNA. I I I appreciate the references to like some of the the late seventies, early eighties, kind of like the way fiction was being consumed with like the Dakota Ring level stuff and uh-huh. J.I. Joe's and stuff. I don't think modernizing those elements is the way to go like i agree like i i think yeah yeah exactly and i don't i don't think the movie satirizes them i think they just reference them yeah they're kind of they're kind of diving into it wholeheartedly yeah it's very pointing out the absurdism of it it is absurdism like there there is like you know they're not trying to take any of that seriously they're it is an absurd movie and that's where the humor comes from that's intentional right so, but I, I they well, are not in the text mocking those concepts they they reference and evoke them sincerely and the absurdism stems from like i've never seen these things done in live action traditionally it's and, not just that it's also timing it's not text right but, like neither is you know necessarily any of the scary movies like they're like they don't say this is ridiculous that this guy is doing like no they just kind of show you the situation no, but they have like Samar- samara do a fart or something like that's a yeah, di- they're, very they're, different kind yeah, of they have slightly different humor i i think this is like this this you know what this is okay i got it this is the same as the um uh the last action hero uh the 93 schwarzenegger film which is Absolutely, it's making fun of action movies. It just happens to also be made 
by John McTiernan, yeah. who made Die Hard I, and all that shit. It's it's like you know, it's showing the absurdism of it and also kind of reveling in it. You know, it's getting. I, kind of, I really it, don't like both agree, of it. honestly. Like it, it's interesting because I I to- came away from this being like this is American Doctor Who. You know, Doctor Who has a fucking toilet with an egg beater and a plunger, and that, and we're supposed to believe that's the scariest thing in the world. That is insane. It took like nine seasons of modern Doctor Who to make that acknowledge in any capacity. Um, well, but that's, and that's kind that's of how I took the point, this of like, uh, like yep, that's just. But that's that's kind of missing. Like, that's that's where the original Doctor Who was a kid show, and it was kind of a, you know, it's like to an adult audience, it's a mm. joke thing. Like, it's like, it is a kid show, and it's kind of ridiculous, and everybody, you know, like, Americans don't think of Doctor Who as a joke, but British people do. Like, right. you know, I it's guess a, it's a like, good comparison it, it, would be, like, 60s Batman, I think, where, yeah, you know... But that's, yeah, exactly, that, that right, knew it was ridiculous. Right, that, yes. It like, it, it, it functioned it, on two levels though, because it never you're right, it, it it's this weird place that's kinda that I'm I'm kinda struggling to identify the nuance of of like Last Action Hero in the text makes fun of action movies. sixties Batman, nothing like if you were the you know, the part of the success of that show is if you're a child, it is a it is real it's as real as can be because the the absurdity of it is not present in it in such a way where it is making fun of the. It never makes fun of itself. Um, it it, le- it kind of leaves that to the mature audience. Where like, yeah, if I'm you know uh, a, an older person smoking grass watching Batman sixties Batman, I'm like, this is fucking hilarious. And then a kid watching the same exact thing is like. This is awesome. Like this is Batman. He's punching bad guys. Yeah, what, yeah. Like that's what Batman does. This is all. This is badass. And I think this exists in that sweet spot where I think yeah, he, it's, not, it's not full satire, but I do think that 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 level of like camp. Out I, I think camp is the word we're sure. looking for. Yeah, yeah. That and is I, so. So I do think that that is a necessary part of the right. But I, I don't think sure. you need to modernize the camp. I don't think you have to be like doo doo MCU. Like I think you could just have the uh, same campy elements that will feel foreign to someone if, like, it, it might make this harder to pitch. That's where I'm struggling, because I feel like, I feel like that campiness and that, you know, kind of I think, understanding I think s- of the larger structure of other films around it is something that I think if you if you do, you know... A version of this movie again, where it's still set in the eighties, you get problems like you're having, where you're just not connecting with all of the things, like you know the things that it's trying right. to do well, that's or right. trying to place it or whatever. Of, versus, my, like, my, if you modernize it, which is like one of the other options, it's like I eh, then I, so I think like, there is there is an aesthetic and a vibe of this that is like very inherently eighties, but that does not mean that the like I think you can have a series. That is about a character who is a uh, surgeon and an astrophysicist and a rock musician, and he has a pop collar and a coiffed hair. And it's like those are eighties things. I don't and and the especially the combination. Like if you put 
perfect Tommy's costume in 2020, it's going to look weird, especially if we're looking outside of... Like, I don't think... I think you can just set up that world and kind of do the, like, It Follows thing of, like, It Follows is set in, in like, 2019-85. You know, like, it it, it can be done. And I... You know, because, like, this movie... There's... I don't... There's... I don't think there's many things that are, like, illusions that exist in the movie that are, like, Hello, President mm. Reagan. You know, like they don't allude well, to the fact that they are the eighties. <laughs> they just have eighties. I mean, the fashion. whole plot is about like they have to stop the thing before. Oh, they that's true. You're right. The USSR. Like, yeah. You know, it, it it it's one of those things where I don't. I definitely don't think that a movie is the way to go. I definitely think that. I think that you could dig into the the world of this, but I think you'd have to like I think I think you'd have to do that it is set in the world that we see in the in the movie. Right. And I, just expanding on that world. Yeah. And it's something that is, you know, it's like a game or whatever, but you get to see more of the Junior Blue Blazers, or you know, you get mm-hmm. to see the crime, more of that stuff, and, and crime and, syndicate. Like, and at that level, it kind of, you know, it needs to try and be like eighty cyberpunk, where you know the interesting thing would not, or the the thing that people want to see, right? Mm-hmm. Now they don't want to see modern cyberpunk. They want to see eighties cyberpunk because they had, you know, had a the specific cool vision. aesthetic that exactly. they like. Yeah. So yeah, exactly. So I think you need yeah. to do that thing. I think uh, that's that's my idea too. I realize like Dottie kind of hit the nail on the head with an example. When we watched it. I I feel bad that I'm only just remembering. It's like Venture Bros is kind of what I'm thinking of, but not necessarily like you know. Adult Swim used to have an era of like Venture Bros, C Lab, yeah. like a bunch Quest, of these yeah. anim- animated things that, yeah, Space Ghost, where it's like it's repackaging and repurposing the those kinds of ideas that I think Buckaroo Banzai would kind of fit into that era very seamlessly. Yeah. Um, I, you know, I think Venture the thing that is, Venture Bros does differently that I wouldn't really think is necessary here is that Venture Bros very often it's taken taken the piss out of some of those ideas. You know, when they have Scooby-Doo show up, it is Shaggy is schizophrenic and thinks the dog is talking to him. You know, they don't do that. I I don't want that. Right. Yeah. Like, I just, I think the things that I like about this premise, that's kind of, it's not straight up missing, but I think there's still room for another example of this is like, you know, Buckaroo Banzai is really smart and really cool. And yeah, the, we mentioned the alpha maleness of like, oh, he's the. Le-, but that really only takes the form of like he's the leader of the group and he has a very like commanding and charismatic presence. Right. He's not a douchebag, and he's no, not. No, no, yeah, he's not toxic. You know, an you actor know. doesn't need to do a very harmful workout regimen to their body for one ab shot for you know like every Marvel movie or something like. You just need to be a guy 
who can play like i just think it's interesting that it's like okay what like the characteristics for that kind of you know masculinity because also he's depicted as like compassionate to the point of yeah. absurdity yeah of like that girl re- seems really sort sad of. and i'm gonna derail this entire fucking concert because um, of that sort like, of but we get more information about that right, which right. makes but it I, different i, I think but. you can I, I guess I, I would love to see a show built around those elements of like, oh yeah, what is our protagonist? They are they're the ch- child of immigrants. Like, that's compelling. They're extremely b- brilliant, but also like a, a, in a rock band, it's like, that's cool. Like, it sounds insane. Like, in the context of this movie, it's insane, but it's also played very earnestly. It's like, that's actually really fucking cool to have it be like, for in terms of like silly action hero role model standpoint like the power fantasy of being the power fantasy is like being in a rock band and being yeah. a, a surgeon stuff and then be, having this collection of like fast and furious like friend group so like, would you, i love all of that all those so, elements so would you you're saying that you would set it you'd set it about still buckaroo in that time like yeah yeah, yeah. And stuff. i don't know that I would. I for, oh, for whatever reason, and maybe it's just thinking too much about like getting those actors to to come back. Like I, that's oh, I was picturing animated still, so that's just well, like a non-issue. Voices, you can recap. I would want to re rejigger some of it. Ooh, like I don't want I, the cartoon to look like I want Buckaroo to look like Peter Weller. I see. You want to change... I want to... I kind of... My idea is, I guess, Mm. fulfilling the fantasy of, like, this is a live-action adaptation of Mm. a show that you haven't seen, and then it's like, oh, now this is the show. Maybe. It's kind of the idea. I don't know. The tough part of there, right, like, you could recast them if this was an actual thing, but there's only the one instance of it, so it makes it hard. Like, that's, you know, Mm -hmm. that's Bakaru Banzai, and it's not, you know, I mean... I feel like you might have a harder time doing that, but I think I I would move around that. I don't think I would do... I, my interest is not actually in... It's it's less in following the that crew specifically and more just the world that is set mm. up. So I think that I would do something where it's following uh like basically like a group of junior blue blazers that's trying to emulate the the Hong Kong Cavaliers. So like if, I like if it, we, Yeah. If we wanted to go that way, I'd be curious. I'm tempted to pitch then like like I don't know if a if the IP has the legs to justify the cost, but like I would. I like the, exploring that concept, or like maybe start. You start as the the junior, and then you kind of work your way up, kind of thing. Right. I, I, I want at most. I want. I want Peter Weller to come over as Buckaroo Bonsai in like a Metal Gear Solid radio, and like. Well, that's what I was gonna say. Like, be I, like, keep it up, guy. I, <laughs> what about the? Did you ever play the go, the good Ghostbusters video game? so the good ghostbusters video game has i think almost everybody return as voice actors but it is set like immediately after ghostbusters 2 
and the premise of that is like, oh, you're playing as the rookie. You're like you're not gonna pay yeah. play as Bill Murray. That'd be insane. Right, you're not Vankman. You're yeah, yeah, yeah. But you're you're part of the crew. So like, yeah. you know, Vank, like you're a silent protagonist because it's a fucking video game. But like Vankman yeah. and um all the other all the actors are like quipping against each other, and you get to be in the room on the team with them. I like them. that more because I yeah because those characters are so specific. You don't want to do anything that's not that character as your action, you know, like, and right. it's tough to, like, set it, like, I want them to be able to live as that character next to me, but I can still make my own choices in the game that are not based off of right. trying to roleplay as, you know. Yeah, and also, like, the world does pretty well facilitate, like, oh yeah, you get to pick your own... 80s samurai cowboy fashion. Yeah, exactly. Like, that yeah. actually would be really dope. fun too. I love it. Um yeah, and I, I think like I I still am not convinced that like, oh, we need to get the same cast back. As much as I love Jeff Goldblum, it's like that's probably <laughs> the only one I would even feel the need to get back, if I'm being I honest. I think the problem is that well, but see okay. I dropped an action figure. I think that that but if you think about that choice, I'm gonna challenge you that I think that that choice is more about Jeff Goldblum than the character, because the character's not really that interesting or connected to anything. No, I agree. I, I, like, that's why I'm like, I don't really need any of the actors back. I would like Peter If, if we were in. doing an animated version, like, I would still want um... I think I, you can you recast know, the, Yeah, I, I would want the, like, the, I don't, you know, I don't I would know want who to that visually see, like, I, I, like, I would want... I still think Buckaroo Banzai should. I think he should look like he does in this movie. I guess I think it, it should depends be how, how much we're doing. Like whether it's his voice or whatever, I don't care. But yeah, I guess, I, guess it's the, I can go two ways. If we're doing like C Lab, where it's like we're gonna pretend this show existed in the eighties, kind of thing, mm. then I agree. If we're gonna go like modern Shira, modern Voltron, kind of thing, where it's like this is just a fictional world, and we're doing a very modern. Cartoon. Yeah, I think I think the problem. I would is that I if, would do a little bit of tweaking at that point. I think the problem that you run into is just that it's not popular enough to right tweak. You know, like you can tweak that stuff once they're a character that people have understood and separate from any char- like actor identity and like you know know enough to be like that's just that character. It's not you know this actor's portrayal of Superman or whatever, but like sure. it's still Superman. But I, Whereas I think, you know, and and obviously that's an extreme example, it's well most well known character mm-hmm. I'm choosing. But still, like I like it it it'd be weird to me. Like I feel like this would be similar if you took like one of Wes Anderson's movies and it's like you took The Life Aquatic with Steve Zisu mm-hmm. and you made a game about that and Bill Murray wasn't like the Zisu looked differently than Bill Murray. I'd be like, that's weird. Right. Like, I'm, I'm talking about odd. re re design the character a little bit only in the context of like this is a netflix animated show and like i don't think the brand recognition is that important in that context only because of the success of things like yeah i don't think she-ra was popular enough to on its own drive the success of she-ra the show the the new one what drove the success of that was it was a really good show sure you know um, so if I, but yeah, the, it's kind of two, di- I think I'm thinking of two different or, or like what, like there's the game pitch where like, yes, uh, 
Buckaroo Banzai looks like Peter Weller. And there's the and there there's the cartoon pitch, which is either it's either She-Ra or it's C-Lab. And C-Lab, they also look like Peter Weller, and they look and I would probably in in the C-Lab one specifically, I would try to write out Jersey so, just so that they can get, come back and actually be played by Jeff Goldblum at some point. Uh, and I would want uh, in the C-Lab version at least to have the depiction be based off Peter Weller, but in the Netflix She-Ra-like version, it's like, nah, we're we're just we're taking the 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 spirit of the original and what makes it cool and what makes I it think that's compelling. A, I think that- and we're gonna fix a couple things too yeah i think in that case though like the other thing there is not just that's different from uh, you know it's important i guess the only reason i think that that works is that it's not um it's not hey we're recasting their face it's this art style is drastically different from the art style of the like you know of a realistic right like like voltron versus voltron at level like the modern voltron is like in anime at yeah, that point. Or the Thundercats or whatever. Yeah, yeah. Th- the new Thundercats is pretty drastic too. The, I, I didn't use that example only because I don't know how um I know it's like relatively critically well received, but I feel like I don't hear that being spoken yeah. about in the same breath as I do a lot of uh, people Steven Universe. It, and yeah, yeah, I knew pe- a, I knew a lot of, people a lot of didn't people like hate it. it, but they're dumb because it's yes. great. I knew the the people who hated it were dumb. But I, you know, like if we're talking Gravity Falls, Steven Universe, She-Ra, Voltron, like I know people love that shit. Right, right. And then there's also the new, I forgot. There's also the new, new Thundercats. Which That's is the one I was. Oh, sorry. That's the one I was referring to. I was the, thinking of 2011. Oh, yeah. I didn't. I, I haven't. I, haven't I, seen I knew new, you new. liked that one, but that's also yeah. a good example because that's probably the aesthetic I would actually go for. Is like, mm. you know, American. Like it has a little bit of anime influence, but it's also clear right. it's not. Yeah, you know, like uh, Last Airbender is also that kind of thing where right. it's like, you know, feel, feels like a modern comic where the the characters look like humans. They don't look like you know they're right. not all chibi fish yeah. people or anything, yeah. but yeah. it's still clearly a cartoon unless you do some weird stuff with like physics in space. Mm-hmm. But yeah, so I I would lo- I would love that. Uh, so yeah, Netflix, call us. We'll write. I do think Buckaroo Banzai for you. I think Sea Lab is more than animated. Works better because it evokes the era, you know, a little bit better. It depends who I'm pitching. Honestly, at this point, it's like, am I pitching to Netflix or am I pitching to Cartoon Network? <laughs> That's which one I go with. Gotcha. Because gotcha. I think both. I think both are effective and work. Um, they're just different, you know. Especially if it's like Adult Swim uh versus netflix it's like right. oh that that changes how much you're pitch you're talking about an adult driven audience versus like yeah we want kids to like this too you know but yeah we did it we yeah. did it we did another one we i we should really wow. go through our yeah, episodes at some point and just think of like what are all hate. of our really good <laughs> pitch episodes yeah yeah but yeah, I, I so I I really enjoyed the world, and I it, it's a thing where it's like, oh, I want more of this. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah, and I enjoy I appreciate having watch actually watched the movie, so that we could have this awesome conversation. Yeah, and our buddy Donnie needs to go as Perfect Tommy for Halloween. Yeah, no, I did. I did originally kind of wish Brian had watched this because we already have. 
perfect yeah, Brian. Like, I know. That's already I really meme. wanted him to see it for that specific reason. Is well, uh, that there's a friend who people joke about being perfect, and I was like, ah, god damn yeah, it! But, but especially by the end of it, at, uh, at first I was like, Die, you're just latching onto perfect Tommy because they're blonde. <laughs> but then by the end, well, I was like, ah, oh, shit, I'm aesthetic. wrong. That last shot is like, that is Donnie aesthetic. Yeah. Head yeah, to toe. Their, their aesthetic is very Donnie, but uh, yeah. or it's very perfect Tommy, and like, yeah. Anywho, yeah. Inside references. I just inside love, baseball, money I, I ball. Think, <laughs> I think uh, uh, the best way to pitch this movie to someone, if I was to tell them to go watch it, uh, it would be. To show them Jeff Goldblum in that ridiculous outfit and be like, all right, well, you want to find right, out that, how this happens? That's the all hardest right, part the, is like, I, honestly, with my Netflix pitch, that was the only problem was like, I can't not have Jeff Goldblum voice that character, you know, in a mod, like speaking as just like we're pitching this to Netflix. We're not we're we're fans of Buckaroo Banzai is not the target audience where we, we want you know, young, cool, hip kids and and young millennials to be watching it. It's like, you know, they're going to want to fight. Like, the second they find out that this franchise has Jeff Goldblum in a cowboy outfit, they're going to fucking want <laughs> Jeff Goldblum in a cowboy a bright outfit. Bright red, ridiculous cowboy yeah, outfit. There's no way we're not going to, we're going to be a getaway with having that cowboy in that outfit and not have them <laughs> voiced by Jeff Goldblum. Millennials yeah. don't give a shit about Peter Weller, Grant. You know this, but they love Jeff Goldblum. Oh, yeah. For sure. Yeah. Definitely. No. Gosh, so good. I enjoyed the shit <laughs> out of that movie. I enjoyed the heck out of the cartoon that I came up with in my head. <laughs> Alright, cool. Well, I think that'll do it for us. Yeah. Uh, if you want to, you can comment on SoundCloud. Uh, mixed up the order. Uh, but you can also... Not comment on SoundCloud, and I'm lost. I, I mixed up the order. We okay. want to thank Brenna. We want to thank Brenna for... for awesome artwork, and thank Dave for his awesome editing, of which you will see that he did not do any at that end part right there. Yeah. And his theme music. Bye. Bye. I'm gonna go to sleep. <laughs>